So good. Oh, the bass. I really like the bass in this. Hello, and welcome to episode 101 of WRPG Radio, the video game music radio show where we talk about five JRPGs and one Western RPG. Okay, that's not going to work, is it? Okay, so we're going to call this Rhythm Encounter. I think that's what we're going to call the show now. What do you think? That seems like a solid name. Yeah. It'll match the other ones. I think it would, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's go with that. Let's go with that. You no, know. But I do, I, I do love, you know, community, public radio, though. Be sad to leave that W behind. Yeah, I mean, if it's not taken, maybe maybe we can still, you know, make a more w- rhythm encounter. A WRPG. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. More rhythm encounter. Yeah, more rhythm. <laughs> no, no, like WRPG radio, but then only play JRPG music. Okay. Yeah. That sounds fun. Anyway, as you can tell, we're not doing a, a regular rhythm encounter episode today. Um, I, if you've listened to prior episodes, you know that we're going to do an episode on transportation themes and the Xeno series, and we've just had some scheduling issues where those didn't happen, but we still wanted to give you an episode on time. So, uh, I am your host, which I should have said about a minute ago, Mike Salvato. Uh, joining me here is Hilary Andreff. Hello, I'm here too to bring you some fresh tracks that were recently released. Yes. Radio style. Kind of. <laughs> Is it radio style? Obviously, we're, we're winging this a little bit because we really, again, wanted an episode together, but we're not, we're winging it, but we're not phoning it in. Um, anyway, so the idea was while we're still producing those other episodes, those are coming next, we still wanted to have something this week. So uh, Hillary and I got together and we're going to do just some recent. Is it all recent? Yes. Mm-hmm. We were thinking about recent and upcoming, but it turns out it's hard to get a good grasp on music for games that aren't out yet. So maybe one by of them the... is though. Hmm? One of them is technically. Yes. So you know, we thought about maybe something from Forspoken, and uh, I would have liked to bring on maybe some Fire Emblem Engage, but as of this recording, those aren't out. And well, finding Nintendo music on YouTube, even if the game is released, is always an interesting challenge. Yep. Dicey. Yeah. So, uh, we're, we're aiming for this to be a bit of a shorter episode, but that was the theme. Uh, some new stuff. That we wanted uh, to share with you, everyone. Yeah. Some of it's actually just from this year. Some of it's from last year. That you know, Last year, a month, two weeks ago, a month ago. Well, actually, our, our first song today is actually from an album that released a full year ago. Oh, geez. Okay. But we haven't featured the album on the episode or on the show yet. Gotcha. Yeah. Anyway, it's a weird little mix, but... I I think it's fun, so we'll see how it goes. I can't wait to get started. Yeah, well, then maybe we should. Let's do it. Was there anything else you were planning on bringing on, but maybe didn't? Or would like to, if if we could? Oh, that's tricky. I mean, I know we talked about a lot of, like, we talked a lot about Elden Ring. We talked a lot about Horizon, which both have fantastic music. We both listened to... 
at least a few hours of it, and it was just very hard to parse out like what we want to bring on. Yeah. As it's kind of like an introduction, like, hey, listen to this one song, because those soundtracks are just very immersive, and you almost want to listen to them for longer than one track at once. Yeah. I mean, a couple episodes ago, well, actually, the last two episodes, we had a, a song from Ghost Song on, and we end up settling on some songs, but Ghost Song is the same kind of thing where it's really best listened to, like, in full. And, you know, I thought about Horizon and... I like so many tracks from, from Forbidden West, but I couldn't really pick a single standout because I just, I would rather just recommend people listen to them all the way through, which thankfully is easy to do on YouTube. So now that we've talked about everything you're not going to hear today. What are we going to hear huh? on our WRPG radio? WRP, <laughs> you're really going to just stick with that, aren't you? Why not? Um, all right. Well. So we're going to do, we're still doing three blocks, even though it's just the two of us. So we each have three songs today in this special quote unquote emergency episode. Um, so well, I realized uh, I'm I am a bad Chrono Trigger fan because I did not pick up the jazz album that released last year. Uh, Probably because it came out like in January and like I was, I don't know, it was too soon. I was still on like recovering from holidays i guess and totally missed when it came out until after it happened but i thought it was time to rectify that so our first track today is the frogs theme jazz arrangement from the square enix jazz chrono trigger album oh excited about that yeah and keeping with characters in square enix games yes i also brought on not one but eight more characters in one block <laughs> um, with the, I, I did kind of a little character theme sample medley because we just got samples of the Octopath Traveler 2 soundtrack. So I just chunked out the samples of the character themes, all eight of them. And that is my pick for this block. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm really excited to hear the entire themes for these characters, but <laughs> I'm glad we have at least this nice sampler. And I like the idea of at least combining the characters. All right. Well, let's go listen to the themes of Frog and, well, eight others. We'll, we'll talk about them later. <laughs> Thank you. 
so that was a lot of fun. I can't believe it took me a year to listen to that album. This was just a really fun block. <laughs> it was. It was. So, yeah, I mean, I I sampled most of the the Corona Trigger album, and there are definitely a lot of winners. You know, there's not a ton of songs. It's a kind of a short album, so they picked out some, you know, especially fan favorite ones and some character themes. And you know, you got to have Frog's theme. Robo's theme, of course, is on there. Does not sound like Rick, Rick Astley in this version. Fair enough. But I like this one. Like, it's just such a. I mean, all of their jazz albums that I've heard so far have been a lot of fun. I didn't hear Saga yet, but I just think they're they seem really well done. I am not the jazz expert here. <laughs> I mean, well, you know jazz more than me, at least. I've, I mean, I reviewed a couple of these early on in the series when it was mostly still just like Final Fantasy, and they were just branching out into other Square Enix properties. And yeah. I mean, it's a good series. These always sound really polished. Um, this was so much fun. I, I'm excited to hear Saga and more, some of the more recent stuff because it sounds like they're branching out a little bit in the styles of jazz that they're doing um, based on this track because it definitely had a little bit more of like a big band almost kind of feeling. I didn't know that Frog could jump, drive, and whale, but that oh. I guess he can. Now you know. Yeah. that. I mean, there was some whaling going on in that song. And it was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was. Um, the, the bass is probably my favorite part. Oh, yeah. The bass is fun. It, it's kind of funny. Like this one, uh, the battle with Magus is on there, too, which is I almost brought on just because it's hilarious having this like jazzy, not quite big band in that case, but very jazzy, upbeat version of Magus's battle theme. Um, not to take away from it. It's still it's a great arrangement. It's just kind of interesting how they chose some of these songs and how they transition to jazz, but it's definitely a lot of fun. Um, so they they done six of these. I had to look it up because I lost track. So three three of the six were Final Fantasy. Uh, two of the six were just Final Fantasy VII. Uh, volume two. Yeah, so one, there's a live. So they recorded live yeah. for the Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy VII was the last one I reviewed. Yeah. So I forgot exactly what was on volume two. So there is near. There's near. Trials of Mana, Final Fantasy 15. So, yeah, but I think it would be fun if they if they keep doing these. And, you know, there are five or six of them, so I, I'm sure we'll see more. But I'd like to, for them to do, like, a Volume 3 or Volume 8 or however they name the next one. Like, just have a bunch of different <laughs> series represented. Live Alive, maybe? Oh, man. You could do some cool Live Alive stuff in jazz, I bet. Yep. No, but I mean, like, yeah, like, if they want to do a game. But even if they did another one, like... Volume two, because that was in 2018. Mm-hmm. They just collect a bunch of different things. Yeah, absolutely. More, please. It's not like Square has a shortage of uh, music of, to pick of, from. Yeah, of a back catalog of great music. <laughs> just put some weird things on there, you know? Do like a jazz arrangement of something from Bahamut Lagoon. <laughs> and Live Alive would have been a weird, obscure thing, but you know, now it's less obscure. So yeah, put that on there too. Get some Shimamura. Well, more Shimamura because uh, 15 is already here. Yeah. But still be good. It would. So anyway, that was fun. Um, I I paired that, or we paired that, with your Octopath medley before we realized that uh, one of those eight characters is, is sort of jazzy. Yep. I guess uh, Partitio the Merchant likes smooth jazz, which is excellent. See, and I, unexpected. It is. <laughs> but I like it a lot. I don't, you know, they haven't, 
they haven't really spent a ton of time talking about this game that is out next mm. month. Uh, yeah. Compa- compared to the first one, which is a little strange. But uh, so I don't know a ton about it. You know, me, like, I like the first one. Like, Tressa was the merchant in the first game, and she was the first character I played. So, like, I- I'm trying to get her out of my head but when listening to this theme, although it's kind of funny to pair them up. Yes. But uh, anyway, I'm talking all over your song. No, you're you should fine. Talk first. Oh, well, I. One of the things that really. Uh, drew me to this is the variety of musical styles that are shown here. Um, I think one thing that was good about the first Octopath soundtrack is that there was definitely, it had its own kind of musical footprint. It was very consistent, which I think was probably a smart choice for, you know, a relatively, I don't want to say new, but like new to us composer. Um, yeah. But I love how these really branch out like we talked about the merchant and the jazziness but all of them branch out a little bit more into some different genres some different tones um but they all i think so far it sounds like they do a good job of still having some cohesion and still sounding like octopath to me like that melody i mean the saxophone is almost silly when you first hear it but the melody if you really listen to it still sounds like something that you would hear in an octopath game and we're just talking about like the eight, eight character themes. Right. Say nothing of the fact that this is a six disc soundtrack. But yeah, it's it's great that every character has their own musical feeling, but none of them actually feel weird and out of place, even with the different instrumentation and approaches. Exactly. Uh, another one to bring up in that respect is uh, our dancer friend. That was very very Celtic. I I, I pictured step dancing. <laughs> yeah. No, I that's what I did too. That's that's a different kind, definitely a different kind of dancing than the first game. Yes. So, I also thought it was interesting because as we were listening and looking at the character themes as they came up, we were thinking like me, I was expecting the the thief to have a really, you know, maybe kind of a mysterious theme. You felt differently, um, and then it wasn't really either. It was more towards your thing. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I thought it was fun trying to trying to guess where they were going to go musically. I, th- I think the scholar and the cleric had a theme that was more what I was expecting for the thief. But then, you know. So like the kind of slightly dark, dramatic, not a lot of movement. Yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not typecasting any uh, RPG thieves here. I'm just saying like, I would, <laughs> you would think it would either go that way or it would go. Locke's theme. <laughs> Locke's theme or Therion. Is Therion the thief in the in the first octopath yeah. yeah but he's he's this same kind of thing where he's a little flamboyant not so a little hot-headed and flamboyant yeah yeah that's so. one way to go with that character type i guess mm-hmm. but yeah so we're playing with expectations a little bit yeah i mean speaking of playing with expectations our cleric are they okay their <laughs> theme seems very dark it does seem very dark <laughs> they must just spend a lot of time just in a room lit by a single candle. They're meditating. No, no, they're trying to read. Oh. Oh, the struggle. You, trying to read in a dimly lit Yeah, room. that's the thing. Like, you, <laughs> you think they're upset. It's like, oh, man, are you looking up, like, some, like, grim prophecies? It's like, no, I just can't read because there's no light in here. So they look like they're brooding and That's why I look mad. like this. That's why they're squinting, yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll go with that. Yeah. There's not enough candles in this monastery. Right. Anyway, that's fun. I, I really can't wait to hear the rest of the soundtrack. Me so. too. Uh, other random fun thing to bring 
up about it that I'm excited for is that we have day and night themes. I can't, I can't wait to listen more. Me too. All right. Uh, we're actually going to put in the show notes for this episode a link to the official album page because the album page, I think we ran a story on it. Mm-hmm. At least we were talking about running it. Um, so the I official album did. page lets you sample all of these so far. They have a couple of discs worth of samples up. I'm guessing the plan is to roll out more of them until the album releases. So, yeah, check it out. Enjoy some good music yep. samples. <laughs> all right. Coming up next on WRPG Radio, I found something interesting here that we're going to go to. Mm-hmm. That I wanted to share. Yeah. Because <laughs> I got really excited about it when you found it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So we're going to shift tones here a little bit. We're going to uh, raise the stakes, get dramatic rather than fun in this next block. Uh, what we did find was Since of the Father, which is an arranged album of the first Gabriel Knight game, Gabriel Knight. Sins of the Father, uh, which I'm very excited about. The, mu- the music is fun and dramatic and mysterious. Just perfect for like a 90s video game murder mystery. So what song do we have from that album? Oh, geez. Sorry. Uh, Shadowhunter, the first track. Okay. The, the track that we just realized is like eight minutes long. Yes. Yeah. That's okay. It's a good eight minutes. Mm-hmm. I also think uh, Synths of the Father is one of those ones that's really easy to tell apart in text, but you have to really be careful how you enunciate. Yes. So I'm going to be very careful to say Synths. Synths. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so I I brought something from an album that I actually hadn't listened to yet, and I meant to because it came out in, back in October. But one of our, well, one of my favorite arrangers is... Rosen, who does a lot of Zelda and has done a couple near albums. I got excited about his, basically everything he's done. Yeah. Yeah, me too. So his most recent album was Shadows of Hyrule, which is basically this musical journey as if Zelda was a very dark, almost like Souls-like atmosphere. So it, it's very interesting, like the the tone he's going for and the world he's like trying to represent just musically, although there's some artwork too. So anyway, that's what that is. Uh, what we're listening to from that is Song of Storms and Flame. So it's a pretty destructive storm. Yeah. I mean, this whole block is just so dark and foreboding. Maybe we'll have to make up for it in the last block. But for now, we're going to go listen to Shadow Hunter from Gabriel Knight, Synths of the Father, and Song of Storms and Flame from Shadows of Hyrule.
All right. Well, that was quite the journey. I'd say. Um, yeah. So how about Gabriel Knight? Uh, I don't think I am exaggerating if I call Shadowhunter Cynthia's hell. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, yeah, <Wow>. it's, <laughs> it's, it's a really neat kind of electronic take on a song that's supposed to be very uh, driving, but also kind of creepy. So I think that all works together really well, which is why I picked it. Uh, I know it's long, but I think it just works really well. Like they got the progression down. They have the great little sting from the opening movie. Um, I guess I should step back and say a little bit about Gabriel Knight itself. Just for context, um, if you were picturing some sort of like solving a crime or a mystery kind of story and high stakes, that's exactly what it is. Uh, Gabriel's a bookstore owner who gets involved and is investigating the voodoo murders in New Orleans. And it becomes a an international adventure. Um, there's voodoo. There's a German tradition of like kind of demon hunting um, called a group of Schattenjägers who are basically kind of like slayers. Oh. Uh, and it, and it gets Hold on, there's slayers in this game? Why haven't you made me play it yet? <laughs> well, basically, yes. Okay. So it's it's really neat. And I think the Sithy Tone is a really interesting take on it. It is. I mean, I, I have to admit, like the first thing that drew my eye was, well, actually the fact that it's, uh, 2022, 2023, and someone's rearranging Gabriel Knight, of all things. Which is a very, very old adventure game. Yes. Uh, but also just the title. I mean, that title is just inspired. It's, a, it's such a good pun. Um, so, so the main theme, the opening movie or the main theme is that part that comes in later? It's. I mean, I guess you could call it both because it okay. sort of plays with the intro. So is the rest, is it like... I mean, I'm not sure how much you know the other songs, but do you think? I don't know, but there's a little a... bit of some other. Okay, so there's sort of a medley going on. A little bit, yeah. I think they pulled in a couple stings from other places, but my memory is a little fuzzy because it's been a really long time. Yeah. But I do recognize that, mm-hmm. which is the opening. No, it's so good. I mean, I don't, I don't know the games at all, like outside of you know the basics, mostly everything you just said. <laughs> um, but I. It's a really fun musical journey. Like, I like how it slowly builds and goes into, like, whatever, the main part of the song. But it's the way it closes out. It's actually something I didn't realize that both of our songs had in common today. Is that they're they're both... I'm going to keep saying bookended because yeah. I don't know the musical term for it. But they both, like, end in a similar place where they, to where they start. Mm-hmm. And what um, I like about Shadowhunter, the way... Um, the composer does that is you have that long intro that's just very atmospheric with the bell and just kind of some synths in the background setting a spooky atmosphere but then you get that little bit of the main theme for the front bookend and then the back bookend is mostly the same thing except the melody is a little bit louder and it stands out a little bit more mm-hmm. to close out the song you know, it's like now that we've heard this you know this is in the center it's kind of neat it is cool and I feel like if you're you know if you're a big fan and like you're you are like looking for that theme, uh, for lack of a better, you know, it, it's the first song on the album, so you would you would think that maybe that would work your way in there. And I think it's kind of cool that it's well, it's cool anyway that it's an eight and a half minute song. So like all of these elements and instruments all have this time to breathe, and like you really can like spend your time with each part of the song and spend time on transitions and the transitions. But I also like that it builds and like 
if you're going to this thinking like, hey, is this the main theme? You don't get that until six minutes in. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know, just it's very satisfying, I think. It is. And one other thing to mention about the game is that a lot of the cutscenes and kind of a lot of the movement is it's actually presented hmm. comic book style almost with like panels that. Oh, OK. Yeah. So it's really easy, at least for me to picture that with this music in the background. Yeah. All right. So I probably don't need to introduce Zelda to our listeners the way you introduce Gabriel Knight. Um, but I will say Song of Storms is I'm sure most people know from Ocarina of Time. Uh, Although this version is much darker and more dramatic than it was in Ocarina of Time. Or at least a lot more. More. We'll say more dramatic. Because, you know, when you do get to that point of the game where you get that song, you are going to, like, the creepiest dungeon in the game. So That's correct. It is a little dark, but not nearly as dark and, well, Game of Thronesy as as this <laughs> song is. Uh that that little the horns in this song. That I mean, I could almost little hear, moment of the horns. Yeah, I could almost hear the yeah, just a little bit. It was either that or like some of the some of the more like horn accented music from the Lord of the Rings mm -hmm. movies. But it's I mean, good. It, I mean, it's a good style. It's great, and like the again the idea of this album being this like big, you know, kind of almost gothic looking, you know, rendition of Hyrule of like yeah. I don't know. I, I think it works. I, I like. I I love this expansive, dark, stormy take on the Song of Storms, and I think, yeah, Rosen does it very, very well. Like I love the counterpoint near the beginning of the song, where he's got some low chords that counterpoint the the which is the first part of the Song of Storms that you hear. Um, I think I think it's a descent, like a couple descending notes. Um, but that's really well done. And not to backtrack too much, but I, it's just really cool that Rosen has taken that idea of the kind of dark, stormy, expansive song of storms and expanded it so much to be this full song. Because it's, you know, the Ocarina of Time themes are very short. Yeah. And, and like, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to get into who or what this was, but, you know, we, we recently heard another, like, arrangement of Song of Storms, and I thought it was fine. Like... Musically, I thought it was a good song, but it was to call it an arrangement of Song of Storms was kind of weird because the actual song is so short and it was kind of just there. And then the song went off and did some other stuff. Mm -hmm. So it didn't really feel like it was really an arrangement of that song, but this actually does. And I think it's because uh, Rosen takes like bits and pieces of the ocarina melody and scatters them throughout. Like, yeah, yeah. You don't hear the for a long, like a few minutes. At right. Least. No, it's, it's pretty smart. And I feel like it's one of the, it's probably harder to arrange, like, because some of those Ocarina melodies are really memorable, but they're not really songs, you know? Not full-length songs that you can really do a lot with unless you get really creative, and that's exactly what he did here. The the one other take on the song that I've heard that's kind of like this was um, Celtic Link. They did a really big, like, you could just picture a giant storm over a field, and they started it with pipes, you know, like... Uh -huh, mm -hmm. And then a crashing drum, kind of like similar instrumentation to what you hear here. And I think it works really, really well. It does. Um, I'm, I'm hoping we can get someone to review this album. I mean, I know it's a few months old now, but it's it's definitely worth a listen. Yeah. So, all right. Well, now that we're feeling overwhelmed from all this drama, maybe we should go to a... Yeah. Okay. I'm going to call them both relaxing. 
Let's take a break. We'll take a break and close out with some more relaxing songs in our last block here. So what do you have for us? So I have a town that I don't exactly know how it's pronounced in audio because I have not gotten this far. So I'm going to say Nemea Town or it could be Nimea Town or something like it from Harvestella. Yay, Harvestella. And then our last song today is, is Hillary's. It is an arrangement of Freya's theme by the Super Guitar Brothers on their recent album, Gentle Video Game Guitar Covers for Relaxation, which has a Contra-themed cover. <laughs> yes, Contra-themed cover. But we're, And by the way, just f- for clarity, this is Freya from Final Fantasy IX. Yes. I don't know. There's also a Freya in Valkyrie profile. True. I don't know. Does she have her own theme? I don't know. I don't think she, she has should. her own theme. She should. True. All right, let's go listen to Nemea Town from Harvestella and Freya's theme from Final Fantasy IX.
So I have played some of Harvestella. Uh, I, I have to admit that I've only played the demo, although it was a pretty generous demo as far as demos go. You could play like half of the first month of the game. Um, so I've seen the demo and a little bit after it. So I haven't seen outside of the first town yet, but uh, a quick search and also the thumbnail on YouTube pretty much gives away that this is the spring town because there's at least four towns. I know that much. And like each area has its own season. So this definitely, I guess even if you didn't see it, you can probably tell from the music that it is springy and light and airy and breezy. So if I had to have guessed, that would have worked. But I enjoy this a lot. It's uh, it's such a weird thing, this soundtrack, which I know I'm already off the topic of the song itself. But, you know, Goshina did, I think, the whole soundtrack, or at least most of it, uh, who's pretty well known for his work in Tales. Like, he started, like, contributing some Tales things and did more and more. And I... And, I think there are some Tales games where the soundtrack is almost all his music. And, like, I know people really enjoy his music, mm -hmm. so it's a pretty good name to have on this fairly small release, at least as far as Square Enix games go. As far as they're concerned. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, we are, we're always talking about this at RPG Fan. Like, Harvestella seems like it shouldn't, it should be a little bit bigger, and but I think it just, it just came out at the end of last year with all of these other games mm -hmm. of theirs. So we're worried it got overlooked, but like what I've played and other people on the site like really enjoy it. And like Goshin is a good name to have on there. And it's just strange, like yeah. right now you can get the soundtrack, but only digital, I think, and only in Japan. Like if there's no CD, like Square's generally pretty good about letting you buy stuff and they're like making their music accessible in some form. Well and and worldwide. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, like Octopath Traveler 2, that soundtrack you can pre-order now on the U.S. Square store. This one, it's just like, eh, well, try to find it on YouTube. Otherwise, you have to get a digital one from Japan somehow. It's like, it's just weird. It's a weird thing not to be available readily, you know? It is. I mean, you'd think they'd want to capitalize on that. And, and on Harvestella, I mean, if it's as good as people are saying it is, you know, why not promote it a little more? But Yeah. I mean, I listened to mm -hmm. a bunch of songs for this episode, and I enjoyed all of them. I just really wanted to go, I don't know, something about the, I, I picked this before I knew you had Freya's theme, but I think they sort of pair together a little bit. Not as good as the last two, but they're... <laughs> Better together than the other stuff that we... Yeah, I mean, admittedly, <laughs> mine is a little happier than yours, but... <laughs> eh, you know. Well, yours isn't sad as much as dramatic. Or wistful. Wistful, yeah. That's, that's the main term right. I think of. Maybe I should have picked the winter theme, whatever that is. Spring's good. It balances it a little. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I know chatting with some people from the site recently, a lot of them who are up on, you know, recent tales and recent tales music are saying they're enjoying the shift to Goshen of composing more yeah. as opposed to Sakuraba. So, I mean, hopefully this means good things when we're hearing more. Yeah. So, uh, as for the song. Yes. <laughs> Was that a little bit of, like, banjo plunking that I heard in there? Because that was great. Was it? Okay. I don't know. You're better at picking out <laughs> instruments than me. So if you think it was banjo, then we're just going to go with that. It sounded like there was just a tiny bit, you know, like, not dramatic banjo strumming, but just, like, a little bit when the woodwinds were going near the beginning, you know. Maybe, okay. like, it's early spring, flowing down the river a little bit, but it's not, like, full banjo. It's not full <laughs> banjo. 
Yeah, you know, it's not midsummer where everyone's like out playing bluegrass. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know everyone played banjos in the summertime because I certainly don't. I don't even have a banjo. <laughs> Do I have to get a banjo before the summer? Yes. Oh, geez. All right. You know what I mean. I'm I know. Talking imagery wise. I'll have to go back to Mr. Music. <laughs> I think I'd probably get a banjo before you. Do, do you think Mr. Music in, in uh, Alston in Massachusetts is anyone there is listening to the show and is like, hey, wow, we just got name dropped? <laughs> maybe. Okay. Awesome. All right. Well, maybe hey. they'll give us a banjo. Yeah, maybe. Hey, guys. Like your store. Um, yeah. If someone wants to give me a banjo, I'll play the Outer Wilds Traveler's Theme on it. This is an RPG show, Hillary. Um, we can't talk about Outer Wilds and however amazing it may be and how everyone listening should play it immediately and look up absolutely nothing about it on the internet if you don't know. <laughs> We're serious about that last part, by the way. Yeah. You, you don't want to get spoiled. Yeah. We're way off topic. Uh, yes, Har- Harvest Ella has good music. <laughs> I enjoy this spring theme. It's, yeah, it's you, airy and breezy and makes me feel well, nice. It starts out airy and breezy, but it has a nice buildup and it becomes something like in the middle with like that little choir slipping in to bolster That's everything true. up. It, it almost reminds me of like Kakariko Village at its most dramatic. Ooh, uh-huh. That's and, a good comparison. In the middle there. Yeah. Not the version of it that would have been on Rosen's album. No. Because in that version, I'm sure the village has been burned to the ground. <laughs> oh, I don't want to think about that. Sort of like in Twilight Princess, where the way they talk about the village is like, oh, it's like it's, it's like falling on hard times and all that, and you're just expecting it to be like destroyed, and you go there and just like, nah, it's it's all right. <laughs> I mean, everyone stays inside, but it's like nothing's really destroyed except like that one part of that one building. It's like people it's, are making do. It's not what I was picturing. You guys are being a little dramatic. Hey, speaking of dramatic, Freya's, yes, Freya's theme. <laughs> yeah, so. I can't remember if I've mentioned this on Rhythm before, but Freya's theme might be among, not the, but among my favorite pieces from FF9. Yeah. Which I think has a great soundtrack because... Why am I nodding? This is a podcast. I'm not sure. Okay. Well, anyway, I was nodding when Hillary (laughs) said that. Just, I'm going to describe. Now I'm thoughtfully placing my hand under my chin. Mm. Yes. I'm also nodding now. Okay, go ahead. Um, And it's precisely because something about it just... It's a very, very, very simple tune, but something about it just really hits that emotional chord with me, and I just get sucked into it every time I hear it. Mm-hmm. And I think this version is an absolutely great version of it. I mean, the way it builds, I think acoustic guitar is a great instrument choice for it, and they they do some great work with dynamics near the beginning mm-hmm. you know i i sort of remember a little bit less of a less of a shift in you know loudness versus softness but i think they use that to great effect in this arrangement of it and just the way they it's two of them right super guitar brothers yeah. and the way they weave the different parts together and i think they emphasize parts of the counter melody mm-hmm. i mean there's not really a strong counter melody but the counterpoint Especially in the last like minute or so, to really build up the intensity without making it like too loud, which I think is really cool. Yeah, I mm-hmm. mean, if you if you upped it too much, it it wouldn't have the right weight, I think. Mm-hmm. But I did enjoy that. I think it works for what they're going for with this album. You know, they're going for like relaxing, and it's because it's such a simple melody. Like this this arrangement, it's like it's a if you really sit there and hone in on it, like. I think it 
can sound a little repetitive as much as I enjoy it. Mm -hmm. But I also think that's probably intentional and it's meant to be more just kind of creating an atmosphere and in the background. Um, that said, I still, I, I did even, I was checking the timestamps, like that part, like two minutes in the last minute of the song just shifts a little bit. And I, I like that. And the way it gradually like comes down at the end. So mm -hmm. if you have something that is as simple and yeah, potentially repetitive as that theme, you need to do something else with it. You need to bring in other instrumentation. You need to change the volume. You need to add a new instrument under it. You know, you need to, and I, I think they do that well while maintaining a consistent tone. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's especially important in the case of an arrangement because in the original game, you can kind of get away a little bit more with a simple repeating atmospheric melody because it's sort of an expectation that's been like laid down for video games, right? Yeah. Not always true, but there's a little bit of leeway there that I don't think you have with an arrangement. That's true. So, yeah, I mean, just I want to also say just in general, like this album and Super Guitar Brothers, um, I I just adore them. You know, mm -hmm. They haven't had an al a full album in a few years now. Yeah, um, and to give an idea of some of their other catalog for that's within our coverage, they they basically did the entire soundtrack of Ocarina of Time. That is one of their other albums, mm -hmm. and it's pretty fantastic. And uh, Sam Griffin, uh, which is really neat, had the honor of working with Yasunori Mitsuda. I think it's the Chronocast. Right, right, yeah. Or is it, was it just Cross? I think it was cross. Yeah, but, because it was that um, that like bonus, bonus bonus CD if you bought the Blu-ray of that concert of the Chrono concert. Yep, which is fantastic. I mean, that concert album is amazing, and the bonus songs are also great. And I just I don't know if you can get those outside of that package, which is kind of weird, kind of a weird thing to like limit. But it, I guess if you picked it up, it's a heck of a bonus to have. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm glad we have it. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I first heard them at MAGFest several years ago, and I picked up, I think at the time, they just had the one album, which was released in 2013. Um, so I'm sure I heard some of this stuff on there. So they had Chrono Trigger, Chrono Cross, Final Fantasy, Castlevania. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't want to, like, focus too much on them as, versus all the other music we had today. But, you know, this album just came out, well, six days ago as of this recording, so... Uh, Yay! Yeah, it's fun. We haven't, I haven't even listened to the whole thing yet. I want to hear the Goosebumps theme for some reason. Oh, that's but, pretty awesome. Yeah, Freya's, <laughs> Freya's theme is great. Uh, the Earth, they have an Earthbound Town Medley, Town Medley, which is seven minutes long. Um, also, a ton of fun. Uh, they're just two very talented people. So, yeah. All right. Worth getting into their discography, and I think Freya's theme is like actually also a good introduction to them. So, if you like that style of music with the two guitars layered that's true they know their rpgs yes good pick you too thank you all right well that does it for our our quick little we still don't know what we're going to title this here's some stuff that just came out recently or is coming out next month or in the chrono trigger song came out a year ago i don't know recent and new it's fun as i like doing i want to quickly touch on uh, because you know we enjoy we enjoy introducing each other on this show to new music and, of course, all of you listening. So, you know, we, we try to keep things fresh and not, like, bring too many repeats back. Uh, songs especially, but also, you know, we try to keep mix it up in terms of actual games represented. Mm -hmm. So I, I do like mentioning at the end, like, which games on here are appearing for the first time. And 
Oh, why did I type that? I didn't do that. Okay. Anyway, so we have two today. <laughs> I almost mentioned a song that I didn't bring on. Uh, so Octopath Traveler 2 and Gabriel Knight, actually both debuts of Rhythm Encounter today. Woohoo! So, yeah, just the two. Uh, obviously, we've had <laughs> we've had Chrono, uh, Chrono Trigger on and Final Fantasy IX before, but not these versions. Um, anyway, uh, I think I mentioned this at the very beginning, but you know, if you've listened to prior episodes, I did say that coming up was an episode on transportation and the Xeno series, and those really are coming next. I'm pretty sure in that order, but don't hold me to it. Uh, either way, whether it's transportation and Xeno or the other way around, that is definitely what's coming next on Rhythm Encounter. So look forward to that. I'm excited about what everyone chose for that. I can't wait to listen. Yeah, I can't wait to actually pick my songs for the for the Xeno episode. So I'm I imagine I will pick good songs, but I haven't done it yet. <laughs> so anyway, if you want to let us know what you thought of this or our show in general, you can email us at music at rpgfan.com. If you want to email me separately and not about music, you can reach me at mike at rpgfan.com. And what's the best way for people to reach you, Hillary? Um, to reach me for RPG fan stuff, best way is Discord. And I'm EP Fire there. So along with Rhythm Encounter, RPG Fan also has two other podcasts that post mostly every week. Uh, Random Encounter posts every other Monday, alternating with us. And most recently, we had an episode talking about, well, mostly about Audra, didn't we? Uh, <laughs> it was just how it worked out. Um, Audra recently reviewed Marvel's Midnight Suns and very much enjoyed it and talked about it in, in such a positive light that even me, who isn't big on card-based combat, is really interested in playing it now. Um, we also talked about her recent review of the visual novel Coffee Talk, which came out in 2020, although the sequel comes out in just a few months. So mm-hmm. it was one of those things that was seemed like it wouldn't be that timely, but really is timely. So that was a good episode. And then yeah. over on Retro Encounter, the show you're probably most familiar with for RPG fan, uh, they just posted an episode also on Xeno. It was a Xeno series draft episode. So that I actually haven't listened to that yet because that came out today as we're recording this, but I'm sure that is fun. So I'll have to check that out and you should too. And that about does it. So yeah, be sure to check out Random Encounter and Rhythm Encounter. Well, we are Rhythm Encounter. <laughs> check out Random Encounter and Retro Encounter. There we go. Yeah, there we go. I got it. I got it. You know, there's, there's three of them. It's really hard, really hard count to three you know wow you're lucky that random book club hasn't become written encounter that'd just be too many yeah i wonder if that means i can work at valve because i can't count to three <laughs> anyway um that's enough out of me if you enjoyed this show uh or if you enjoy our other shows we would love it if you could rate and review us or subscribe to us on apple Podcasts, google podcasts Wherever it is you listen, we would appreciate your support. And that's it for today. Unless you happen to have a random bonus song, because I did not plan one for this episode. How about we play the lovely uh, Celtic Chrono track? Oh, yeah. What's that one called? I don't remember off the top of my head. Okay, hang on. <laughs> the one we almost brought on? Yeah. Ah, Dreams of the Past, Memories of My Soul. Yes. All right. Let's go with that. With Ashlyn McGlynn, who is the like chrono star of Anuna and seems to be singing a lot of stuff with Yasunori Mitsuda. Yeah. So, okay. No, that's a good choice because I know you almost brought that anyway. Yeah. Let's close with that.
so the the re well whether you want to call it a remaster or slightly updated re-release of chrono cross from last year uh along with coming with radical dreamers another mm-hmm. thing random surprise thing that happened was uh yasunori mitsuda composed and arranged several new tracks for it i don't believe they're in the game i think you can listen to them through the menu or something because i haven't actually bought the remaster yet but yes one of them is this song in fact i think we'll even link the the music video in the show notes because there's a music video and it's just it's beautiful it's mm-hmm. de- it definitely i think plays to his strengths of what he likes to compose and the music of chrono chrono cross and also just the scenery is fantastic what was it you said like if you're singing, if you're doing like a music video on Celtic music, is it like a requirement that you wear a hood? Oh, if you're, <laughs> if you sing with Anuna, is it required that you wear oh. a cloak and hood? I mean, apparently. It's a good look. It is a good look. It's fun. All right. Well, then we're going to close out with Dreams of the Past, Memories of My Soul from Chrono Cross, the Radical Dreamers edition. So enjoy listening and, or you can also go to our show notes and follow a link and check out the music video. So that's all we have for you this time. Uh, Come back next time for probably transportation music. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye.
Hello, and welcome to episode 101 of WRPG Encounter. No, that's not what, we're at, what I was going to say. <laughs> Radio. Radio. <laughs> See, I have this intro down, and you're like, mm-hmm. let's do something weird. Okay, anyway, <laughs> starting over. <laughs>